0: soon till then stay safe and i'll see you very soon across the thames valley
1: one more time across the thames valley this this is river radio well now for some pop music try this hello and welcome to the hitbox river radio's tuesday night gaming show my name's tom and i'm joined by my two co-hosts firstly the man who still games at only 30 frames per second is Gabriel.
0: That is indeed me, Tom. And hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, hello.
1: Him. Right. And also with me is Billy, who's probably just finished playing a game with an active player base of under 10. Billy, how are you,
2: mate? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. It's lovely
1: to <laughs> good, good. Right. So here's what to expect from us over the next hour in the hitbox. At the start of every show, we have our game of the week section. The big focus this week is all about game maps. You'll find out from each of us what our favourite and least favourite video game maps are and why we think this is the case. And as always, we finish off the show with a weekly news roundup in which Gabriel and Billy tell me what's been going on in the past week of the world of gaming, tech and other related topics. So boys, Game of the Week time. I'm going to say, Billy, you start us off this week because uh, me and Gabriel have got something uh, unique to this show, I reckon.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, so this week, it's not quite a player base of 10, but it is one of those games I, I'm sure neither of brilliant, you have ever heard brilliant. of. Uh, it's called Rule the Waves. Uh, as I say, I'm sure neither of you have ever heard of it. It is nope. by NWS Gaming, NWS Gaming uh, Naval Warfare uh, Simulator, I think, or Simulations. I don't actually know what it stands for. Uh, but as the name might suggest, Rule the Waves is a naval simulator. You get put in charge of one of the, the world's navies in 1899. And have to keep up with sort of the, the breakneck. Breakneck. That's not the right word. <laughs> breakneck. It's a breakneck. That's the word. Uh, Pace of technology up through the nineteen twenties, uh, and your objective is sort of to conquer as much territory as you can. Uh, and it's great. You're going to fight the battles yourselves, which is great until your AI goes off and does something really stupid, which is inevitable. Uh, yeah. Gabriel?
0: I was just going to say, in terms of what the overall aesthetic of the naval fleets in that game are what is it kind of like i'm just trying to imagine what the fleets are like
2: and stuff pixel based it is not a very ah, graphical game okay yeah <laughs> I, was, I was just trying <laughs> to
0: imagine but
2: like yeah. you know Th- yeah think think less like world of warships and more like a strategy game it's it, you'd move in turns and you get to go like and you can't really direct right. your individual ships you're in command of the fleet um which okay yeah depending on which mode you're playing, because there's three modes. There's captain's mode, vice-admiral mode, and admiral mode. You get, like, less and less control over your fleet. Uh, So captain's mode, you can tell, like, you can tell ships to individually launch torpedoes. And then in admiral mode, uh, you control basically one ship, and the rest of the fleet does whatever it wants, because the AI is really, really dumb in this game. It's great. (laughs) Um, I do recommend this game. It is is wonderful. I have a great amount of fun for it. And you get surprisingly attached to tiny blobs of pixels that die a lot. Uh, It's very sad. You get to do silly stuff because there are no aircraft carriers in this game.
1: Do you... Do you uh, so I'm trying to imagine what it is. Do you control uh, a ship and does the ship have various things that it can do? Or do you control people on a ship? Or what? what's the sort of detail to it? You know, because I know it's so, pixel-based, but what yeah, detail does it go good. to? I
2: mean, so there are sort of two main parts of the, of the game. There's the fleet builder bit where you get to design your own ships, which is sort of almost the main focus. And then there's the fighting battles bit where you go to war against someone else who is probably much better at this than you. Uh, honestly, I, haven't, I don't think I've ever won as anybody other than Japan. And that's because oh. Japan can sort of cheat a little bit. <laughs> um, which is just because no one else lives anywhere near Japan. So all the navies there are tiny. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah. So the, the fighting battles bit itself, you command, I, I play in captain's mode a lot. So I get a lot more command than most people. So you can tell your ships where to go, but you can't tell them like, to fire at a particular enemy, you can tell, but you can give like a signal. It's like everybody stop firing for like ten minutes, and you have your like objectives. You might need to sink some uh, merchantman or you know destroy a shore a shore battery that sort of thing. Um, it it is really quite fun, and it is something you need to sort of play to get an idea of. Uh, but I will say it's it's quite difficult to jump into. It it's not it's got quite a steep learning curve. Um, but I still still rate it quite highly, so I, I think I'd give it sort of like an eight point five out of ten.
1: wow yeah very nice very nice bad at all yeah that might
2: just be being biased because i really like this game
1: yeah sounds good i must
0: admit you know besides it being pixel based which i'm not really used to especially being playing a lot of current console games but at the same time the concept of the game sounds amazing
1: I'm trying to. I'm. I'm still trying to sort of imagine what it will be like. But I guess it's one of those games that you've got to. You've got to just go look up on Steam or look up wherever mm. it sells, and then you'll understand where. Yeah. Or what the whole game is sort of based like. I guess.
2: I don't know if they even still sell it because the sequels come out, which I've never managed. To, I, I've not managed to get my hands on because I haven't been able to sort of. Um, it's, it's. I think it's like twenty five dollars, and I haven't managed to sort of shake through the cash. Uh, but it is. It is sort of thing you can look up like. Um, pictures and stuff and I know there's been a a number of like I I got into it through a let's play I found someone do a let's play of it on a forum actually like a text based let's play which was quite cool Uh, so yeah I I do think it is one of those games you have to look up and get into yourself rather than be told about it it's not doesn't come across great otherwise I don't
1: think. yeah understandable brilliant perfect right then so 8.5 that's pretty high up there's definitely one that you rate specifically one of your good games
2: yeah it is and I think part of that is because the memories I with because there was, I say, I got into it through this let's play I found on, on the internet, and that was a really good, fun let's play. So you know, it might influence my decision a bit. Oh,
1: wicked, right? Okay. So, as I said earlier, Gabriel, we've we've got something slightly different uh, this week with our game in a week, and we're actually going for the same the same game. So hopefully, we've got a lot to lot to cover on this. But it's Forza Horizon Five. Now, this is just such a big a big game in this past week. The release the release was huge. You know, the, the Everyone
0: was is playing this game.
1: Oh, yeah, massively. It's, it's just something that I feel like we both need to talk about because we've both been playing this game pretty much non-stop for the past week or so.
0: 100%. I mean, I've spent so much time talking about this game on the show already. So I thought I'm not going to waste time describing it. If anyone wants to hear me discuss it, On our previous shows, you can find our shows at river.radio forward slash the hitbox. Our archive of shows is all there. So please feel free to go back, see what we have to say about it, see some descriptions of the game. And without further ado, let's just get straight into talking about what I felt of this game, because I think that's what we're all interested in. As far as single player racing games go, I honestly think this is the best game I've played. You know, everything about it, graphics, the amount of cars, the maps, the diverse things that you actually have to do, be it showcase events, races, races in different settings, the exploration elements, I think... Obviously, you know, Forza Horizon games have always had this amazing world that they've set up and they're always good. But this really is a triumph in terms of building on that. And yes, Tom.
1: Um, I just want to say briefly, just to amplify the uh, the importance of of the graphics thing. I genuinely do think it's probably one of the best looking games I, I've played ever. I genuinely think it's it's unbelievable like the the graphics just just how well it runs too not only not only does it look amazing but the graphics just oh, I, can't, I can't stop talking about it but the cars look amazing the different weathers the puddles the the landscape just everything is just spot on with this game
0: it's amazing and even though it's set in mexico i remember my preconceptions were like oh how are they going to sort of create this diverse landscape that's not going to get boring just in Mexico, but they just do it through the different biomes that just seem endless. I mean, even now I'm still, I mean, I'm in the hall of fame. I've basically completed, I've completed an alarming amount of this game. (laughs) I can't lie. Like it's quite scary, but it just goes to show how good it is. But I'm still feel like I'm finding new places, new things to do. And that is just what's so good about it.
1: Um yeah i mean it's 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 got it's just it works so well with setting you up for races in different sections of the map and there's various almost like big career plots isn't there really there's like the uh the goliath uh race that sends you all the way around the map and there's there's a super seven or there's
0: i was gonna say there's Several. This is what's so interesting about this year's game, which is different to previous games, is for every distinct place you set up a location for the festival. Each one has a event attached to it, where you just go around the whole map. So you do it in a cross country context, in a street context, in a dirt context, etc. But you always get that race around the whole map for each thing. So there's a good four maps just for doing that, which is amazing.
1: Uh, I think another point to, to to mention is is the music as well. Like there's so much to cover on this game. There's so, so much that's brilliant about it, but there's just the the whole radio system as well. It's so unique too. Like having a choice of what you want to listen to and a constant radio say, station of you know hundreds of songs to to listen to while you're while you're driving. I think oh, it just sets the scene so perfectly. And a, a big shout out to, to Hospital Radio because that's definitely by far my favourite one. I'm sure. I'm sure, Gabriel, you're exactly. You're already,
0: the same. Yeah, of course it is. Big drum and bass fans in the building. How could go. you not? I mean, and another interesting thing about the music is they've actually exclusivized a lot of the music. You can't find these tracks that are on the Hospital ra- uh, Radio show on Forza. On any streaming platform yet, they're all exclusive. You can find them in a mix compiled by one of the artists from the label, but you can't actually get the exact songs. Which I thought was really cool. It means that, especially for drum and bass fans, you always want to go on the game just to hear the songs.
1: So they've actually, you know, asked these artists to come along and produce or compose these this music for the for, for the, the game. game. That's really interesting, actually. I didn't realize that, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of tunes on there that I haven't you know, I know the artists for them and I haven't actually seen or heard them previously. So that explains everything, really.
0: Exactly. And trust me, I was straight away, I was like, I need these tracks. I need these <laughs> tracks. But yeah, they, you honestly can't get them yet. I imagine they will be released at some point. They normally are. They normally oh, yeah. have a Forza Horizon album, which is just so cool. I mean, if you're a fan of music and cars, what better game can you even think of? You know, just
1: encapsulates it perfectly, doesn't it?
0: It is just it is perfect you know it's it's festival vibes in a racing game to all the best music
2: like i love it absolutely love it so i, I i'm not a huge racing game person which i think i've said on the show before mm-hmm. so i think the obvious question for me is how does this compare sort of like the rest of the to series because there are like 12 other forza games or something aren't there
0: yeah so breaking that down for you, each Forza, they alternate it, generally speaking. One time they take a sort of serious, realistic approach. So all of the races are generally on real life circuits that exist in real life. All of the mechanics are very as close to Formula One simulator as you can get kind of thing. But with you know what I mean? They take a really realistic approach to it. But then, ultimately, they do these Forza Horizon games, which are much more relaxed. They focus more on the map. It's it's essentially a free roam game. That's an important thing to, to understand about Forza Horizon games versus normal Forza games. Forza Horizon is very much your inner car. Obviously, you can change that car based on your collection, but you can roam around, do whatever you want, be it races, showcase events, et cetera,
1: um, yeah, I, I think the the actual um, racing versions of the game. I think it's Motorsport, isn't it? it Forza Motorsport sevens, the most recent one. That's it. and then obviously the Horizon is the the tour based map ones where you can go out and explore wherever. I'm pretty sure the the Horizon games are by far bigger or more popular, should I say, 100%. than the Motorsport ones. But they both do them spot on perfectly. Yeah.
0: That's it. I mean, I've played all of them. I'm a big fan of both of them, but Forza Horizon just as a concept and I know we've gone on about it. It's just perfect, isn't
1: it? So I've got a question for you, Gabriel. Actually I've got two questions. One's a fact and one's just up for opinion, right? Okay. Oh, do you know the fastest car in Forza Five at this moment? Do you would could you have a yes. guess as to what?
0: The Kernings Egg. Um I can't it's it's is it Zesta, Zesta, something like that? It's yeah, the it, it, it's I don't that one. know what it's called. Do you know, you know, I, I know the car. Yeah. I bought it. I literally bought it. It was my finishing <laughs> piece at the weekend of Forza. I honestly
1: can't remember the actual name car. of it, but I, I wrote down that it was the Koenigsegg because I saw a video on it when I was when I was watching YouTube um, yesterday. And it did three, three hundred nine miles an hour? It can reach something.
0: Oh yeah, it's so something it, crazy. It's great. It's 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 a definite. If you want to hit your speed traps three star, it's the one. That's all I'm going to say. The cheat
1: code for it. It's
0: the cheat code for it. There we go. Little in, insider insider hints on the hitbox. What can I
2: say? <laughs> Is that based? On, uh, so I'm assuming most of these are based off like real cars. Is that one based off any, a real car itself? Because I don't know have ever heard of, of egg, King's Egg. I think that means in German something like that.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a Swedish car company who probably posed the biggest, and it is a real car in the simple. Like all of the cars are real, um, and they were the people that developed the probably closest answer to the Bugatti Veyron, if you've heard of that car, which is more of a kind of iconic fastest
1: car fastest but it's the Chiron now isn't it it's the, now Chiron. it's the
0: Chiron of course yeah that's a more up-to-date I was um yeah of course the Veyron God, that's a, living that's in, in, in
1: 2010 Gabriel. I actually
0: am yeah of course I, I should <laughs> yeah especially when I'm comparing it to the car that Tom's on about which I can't remember the name and it's gonna really annoy me it's something like Vesta or something yeah like that. yeah but either way that car was came out in 2020 so yeah it's it's Koenigsegg's most recent um most recent supercar and it is
2: phenomenal. Uh, are all the cars like street legal? Because I know that I think the, the world record by now is still held by like the Thrust Two or something. Was like a thousand miles an hour, something absolutely insane like that.
1: Yeah. So obviously they're they're not including those sort of land. You know, they're the ones that went on the salt plains and just weren't road legal and just were, were basically a jet on land. They they're not necessarily included. I don't know whether all the cars on the game of road legal uh i'd assume there'd probably be a few a few that aren't but most of them would be there's i know there's a lot of sort of track track day type uh cars uh like the trying to think of the names Uh, i should have probably looked this up but yeah there's a load you know uh, a a pre-built cars for track racing specifically uh, and, and things like that but most of them would be
0: that's it the, the the modded cars from a lot of the showcase events but that's a, another thing that's important to mention the cool thing is you can take stock cars customize them the customization this year by the way while we're on the topic amazing if you know how to tune cars and really get the nitty-gritty it's such an amazing feature
1: so gabriel what what would you say your go-to car is because i'm interested to to, to, to hear this what what's your favorite car at the moment
0: okay so The simple answer to that question is it depends. And it depends very much on um, whether I'm free roaming around or what I'm doing. Now, I like to have a car that can go off road as well as on road when I'm getting between events. Because if you play Forza, you know that if you follow the sat nav and stick to the roads, you're going to spend way longer than you need to traveling from point A to point B on the map. So, with that in mind, generally, I think the best car to get is a ford can't remember the ford um but it's a rally car essentially and it's one of the best in the game you can the best rally car in the game is available with the dlc but i don't have that yet but i can't lie i might (laughs) might end up getting (laughs) that maybe yeah there maybe but the point is is rally cars are the way to go in terms of getting from point a to point b on the map you know if equally if i want to hit some speed traps on the way from point a to b get your fastest car that's another good thing drifting cars are also good for that i recommend the nissan gtr brilliant drifting car um yeah i'm, I'm so your man many, for cars. so many yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, you, there's there's a car for every occasion and equally for the races themselves there'll be a different car obviously
1: i was going to say mine's definitely got to be at the moment as a uh, subaru impreza blue Subaru Impreza with gold wheels, you know, the so classic, classic, well. classic yeah. Imprezas. Oh, it is. You know, I can just... It used to be my favourite... One of my favourite cars as a kid. I can now drive it around. And I know the Subaru Imprezas has been in most Forza games and most driving games, but it's still... It's as fun as it is, you know, five years ago, ten years ago when we first got our... First got into racing games. You know, it's just it's wicked to have.
0: And And equally... Not only was that my go-to car for getting around the map on a previous Forza Horizon, it fills that bill completely of being pretty much just as good on or off-road. It's quick. And that's
1: essentially what you need. Now we have to talk about the certain struggles me and you have. uh, Yeah. And I just wanna I just want to mention this is purely our own experience our two experience mm. of trying to play with each other now the best way to explain it was we had a fair amount of internet connection issues and we can't really say for sure whether it was on our end because i'm playing on computer and obviously gabriel being the uh, the console yeah. gamer he was on xbox and it is cross-compatible obviously uh, but yeah we had a we had a few Few problems when connecting to the the multiplayer way of you know way the way it works basically is uh, you have a convoy and you can join each other's convoy and then you go onto the same version on the same map and then you can drive along together and enter the same races whoever depending on whoever the host is uh, and we we seem to not be able to really no. get that get that working at the moment half
0: hour we spent probably endlessly trying and i think you were doing it even before i'd got on with yes. another one of your mates so yes. just put it into perspective the online for me and my experience has not worked yet i can do it on my own but i can't squad up so that's something that's really kind of let me down a bit, but you know,
1: it's teasing problems. Really, I think it, it happens. It happened with the last Forza, and it it's did. been happening recently with a lot of new games. Is the, the the problems with multiplayer connections early on on the launch is always really dependent because it's not really the best way of being able to test test it no, for spe- actual not release. Not with
0: volume. Not with volume. That's oh. the problem. You can run. Dry tests with a certain volume, but the numbers that now are playing that game—it's probably quite baffling. So yes, you know yeah. that's what really you know screws up the servers. But that's that.
1: It is. It is what it is, and it will get resolved soon. So I don't have too Hopefully. much of a problem, and I don't want no. it to. Uh, I don't want it to affect our overall rating on it. So I'm okay. interested in really if sick, it doesn't, but, yeah. You know, What's yeah
0: okay well i was literally i'd already prepared my speech of oh, okay. if it if, if it didn't have that it
1: would be go on then go on then what, what what would you say without the multiplayer issues what would you give it and with you know with the multiplayer issues what would you what would you say it is
0: it's a ten. it's a perfect game yeah, yeah. it's a perfect game for the f- for the function it serves i a racing game it's for me, perfect.
1: You cannot get any better, or you, you probably can, but that's not the point. It is the best, you know, free free roam driving game out there by Without by far. It's Without just it's just a straight up improvement to the uh, previous Forza Horizon. Vastly yeah. improved, though. Vastly exactly. improved. Yeah, and it's just it's just what, what, what can you say? It's the it's the best driving game out there, probably you know it serves every purpose does everything perfectly par the multiplayer but give it a week give it two weeks we'll probably mention it on a future show show that it you know it's going to sort itself out and we'll be able to oh, play yeah. with each other pretty much pretty much instantaneously and easy so no problems there uh I, yeah i'd say an, an absolute 10 there's no, there we go. no two, doubt in my mind so
0: not only is this the first time that we've both reviewed the set two people have reviewed the same game We've both given it a ten. So if there is any, there is no more of a you know, pitch to go out and try this game, play this game. You've gotta,
2: you've gotta go for it.
1: It's free on Game Pass as well. So if you have Game Game Pass, Pass. I know Game Pass isn't necessarily free, but you can get it once. Sorry,
2: Game Pass is really cheap right now. It's um, a pound for three months. I think. yeah, yeah, that's the 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 deal that they have. There you go. And
0: obviously, apologies to PlayStation users who have tuned out for the last however long (laughs) but that's you know what comes of xbox exclusives and i'm sure there'll be good playstation exclusives in the
1: future as well there always is with playstation this is this is xbox's biggest you know release of of the year pretty much halo maybe but yeah it's it's an absolute belter and i definitely recommend it if you have pc if you have an xbox it, it runs perfectly so good get it you'll have a blast i promise You've leveled up. Right. Moving on. We have our topic now, our big topic, and that's the discussion on our favorite maps and least favorite maps. Boys, I don't know who wants to start here because I know we're basically giving our giving our greatest map and the reasons as to why we think it's the greatest map. I can I can go first if that's alright with everyone because I've got a map I think we'll, we all know even you Billy you are, you you'll know this one and that's well hopefully that's uh Nuketown off uh call of duty Ooh. Billy do you do you know this I know you're not a big COD player but
2: I I'm not I have played I think one game ever on Nuketown because my cousin had plays a bit more of COD than I do and I think I played it on uh, on his uh, there we go. I think
0: Newtown reaches the far realms. Okay, everyone has had an experience. Even Billy, who is not necessarily a Call of Duty player, has played this map, and I think that is basically the best introduction it can get. To be fair,
1: yeah, that's that's exactly why I'm picking it as as one of the greatest maps, and and that's, this is my throw-in. It's just iconic, isn't it? Really, it's it's a it's a game, it's a map even that has been remade what three four times now. Yeah. It's been it's a it's meme been that... as
0: well it's it's like the amount yeah. of memes that have been generated from
1: it's, it's just Intel. so iconic in the in the game of space and and you know it's been remade in different games too like probably i don't know if for sure there's mine a minecraft version of it oh. probably a roblox version of it probably any sort of any sort of game like that that you have um, editor tools in they've made a version of this map in it and it's just so you know that. the, the Yes, the reason why it's so good is just so small and it's so different to other maps in Call of Duty, especially when it first came out. I think was it Black was it Black Ops One the first yes, yes. the original Black yeah. Ops. And it's just so, you know, arcade like and it was so different. And and that's what really gives it its appeal really i mean it even got turned into multiple zombies maps didn't it as well like it was so loved yeah. by the community it's been turned into like two zombies maps now uh, and, and not to mention the, the easter eggs all over it in, in the different call of duty games too oh. i know there was one where you had to shoot all the the heads of the mannequins and that would do something or Something like that, isn't it, Gabriel? Yeah,
0: no. Fu- funny one on that. My screenshot of a backdrop on my Xbox home screen is still a screenshot of what happens when you did that mannequin Easter egg, and they all came to life. They basically became zombies on the map, but in mannequin form, and start chasing the ra- chasing you around. It's so cool. Oh,
1: brilliant! I know there's, I know there's uh, a racetrack for RCXDs as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's a thing. I, I don't think I've ever done it though, but I did my research of it and I actually found. Found it yesterday that that was actually a thing but mm-hmm. you, yeah you can send rcxd's through through a little free circuit fence yeah. yeah and that's that's pretty cool i mean it's just you know it's just a, a a classic and that's really why i'm putting it down as my greatest map greatest area of video game location i guess you could call it uh so yeah that's my one i think should we should i mention my worst one now boys do you think or should we do our greatest ones all, all in a row i reckon we should do our greatest ones and then move on to our worst ones. Yeah, good Gabriel, did you wanna, do you want to do you want to tell us the greatest map that you've you think of?
0: So not saying it is the
1: greatest map
0: ever in the sense of I feel like every map has its context per game, you know what I mean? Yes, in the, yeah. you can't have even though I think Nuketown is probably what I would say if someone absolutely put a gun to my head is the best map. I would probably say that in the context of Call of Duty is, you know, that is absolute genius. (laughs) It's perfect. But a game that I've played fairly recently, and I actually did it for a game of the week, was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, that map is really cool in the sense that they've managed to completely remake a digital version of the whole of the United Kingdom. Every locate like significant location in the UK county wise is accounted for. So you'll have Leicestershire becoming Leicestershire, and um, I think it's Norwick is Norwich or something like that. yorvik cool. is Yorkshire. Basically every place has its equivalent name and they're all perfectly aligned as if they would be in the actual UK. Rivers and all, they all make sense. Obviously, it's not exact because it's got to be playable. You've got to be able to move one side or the other to another without it being too much of a, of a, of an annoyance kind of thing. And it and it isn't. They've got it perfect, and every area has a distinct, clear way of signifying that it is historically accurate you know to that location specifically obviously it's set in the Viking times for those that don't know or aren't familiar with Assassin's Creed Valhalla which I, I love history and it's just really interesting to see what they've done with all the old architecture the way they've even put significant you know, London's on the game obviously and the significant monuments in London that are, are still there in, in the way they've interpreted them I think it's a really cool map that even if you don't play the game, if you just grab the character and explore it, you'd be like, Wow, these guys have spent gosh knows how long getting this map to be accurate historically and playable.
1: They definitely didn't have to do that as well. I no. think they, they they could have just chuck you in sort of like a green area, you know, maybe put London there and not make it very historically accurate. But they've gone to the lengths of actually designing the world, the landscape to be as similar to England or Great Britain as possible.
0: Yeah. And it's so accurate, you know, like fair enough. A lot of games do this and you think about the GTA map, how it's kind of like LA and um, like, is it Texas? Maybe somewhere. somewhere I don't know. The, the, like you, that. You, you know what I'm trying? They, they, they actually have real places that it's meant to be and it it all comes together in this one thing and that's almost more condensed than the assassin's creed map like this is perfectly expansive while still being you can still get from one side the other without it being too you know too much hassle and that is what is so clever about it they like you say they didn't need to do that but they did and that's why i think it definitely deserves a shout in this convo
1: brilliant brilliant yeah that's definitely you've given good reasons as to why it's it's up there with the greatest maps and yeah that sounds i've never played the game but it's now almost enticing me to go on there and just You'd have a look it. around i'm sure it. i would Trust i'm me. sure i would yeah right billy
2: so i found this really really hard so i, I was talking governments because you know i i I thought oh maybe jedi fall order because i really love how you move around the maps and i like the fact that you've got like the individual planets and it's, uh, sort of metroidvania you so discover and i was like yeah, but that, and I'm not sure I really like the maps. Though. I like how you move, and I like sort of the movement mechanics. And I thought maybe um, uh, Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass, although that one's mostly just because you can scribble over the map and it's great fun, you've got to write on it. Okay. <laughs> and it's, got the, it's, got, it's a very pretty set of maps, but it is just this sort of uh, thing. I, I think I ended up, I, this, is, this was, as I say, very tricky, but, like, in the end, there are only so many like, good maps you have, you know? Uh, and in the end, I, th- I, th- I think I ended up going for to hold them down. Um, I worked for Outer Wilds, so I, I, if, you, if I mentioned Outer Wilds on the show before, I'm sure I have.
1: Oh, possibly. But there's Outer Worlds, isn't there? And then Outer Wilds is the, yes. the space one. The, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Outer Wilds is this lovely little space exploration game, and I think that the way it handles each planet in, in that game is so very different from each other. That I think it has to be one of possibly the greatest maps ever because you do, you get on your little spaceship and you can go to things and it's got different gravity for every planet and an entirely different environment for every planet. And it is wonderful. And it's gorgeous. I, I don't think there's any broad maps that I'm like, this is ugly and something I don't want to see. Some of it is absolutely terrifying because one of, one of the planets gets hit by, uh, I think, volcanic meteors, uh, which sounds really cool, but it's, absolutely terrifying if you're standing
0: on it at the time um, i'm getting revenge of the sith vibes you know lava
1: planet
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, as i said it's not a lava planet there's it's called brittle hollow the planet is built around a black hole and then the moon throws blobs of lava at you
1: right that ah. sounds like a lovely place to live
2: there is someone who lives there and i pity them
1: <laughs> why
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, and there is this sense of very rich history to it because that's what you're doing is when you're exploring as well as you're learning a lot sort of the history and the secrets of the, uh, the solar system you live in. And I think that there are, there's this sort of beautiful sense of, of that as you go through the game and you learn more about uh, the different planets and the history of them and the history of the, the, the sort of explorers of the stars who came before you.
1: Okay. Brilliant. Right. So it's now time to move on to our worst maps ever. And I think we should go in the reverse order and start with you, Billy, and then go to Gabriel and then finish off with me. I think that's a good way of doing it. So, Billy, what is your worst map ever?
2: Again, this one was pretty tricky. I mean, my first thought here was something that I'm sure is going to be blasphemy to a lot of people, which is Skyrim, because Skyrim has some parts of an interesting map. Like, everything near something is really interesting, but there are just lots of dead, boring, nothing spaces in it. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't care. There's nothing interesting here. But I think actually for me, much like the game itself, it's going to be Fallout 4 because Fallout 4 has all the dead boring spaces, but it doesn't have like the interesting, oh, we built a fortress into the side of the mountain. You can like actually go in and explore stuff that Skyrim does for. It's, there's just so much blank emptiness. It's like you have this open world and you've not put anything actually interesting in it. And most of the time, I don't care about the actual map. I just care about that little quest marker I'm following to go to my next objective.
1: Yeah, is it so? It's like it's more the going. sense that there's not any defined areas, you know. There's not different biomes, or there's no different sort of landmarks necessarily. Or is it all just sort of samey, samey
2: bits? Of, I mean, there is one big landmark, and that's the glowing sea. And I hate the glowing sea, so I refuse to talk about it anymore. It terrifies me. It's the worst <laughs> part of the game. <laughs> it, it, it's just a giant, like, part of the map that's just yeah, everything down here is horribly irradiated, and it, it's terrifying and awful, and I don't like it.
1: Oh, I mean, so is it just is it just the necessary you have to go through one point to, to another point and you're just there walking and nothing's really going on, no interactions from anything, or is it just you know
2: I mean I mean you get your sort of usual oh random enemies, you sort of pop up in the woods and stuff, and you might stumble across stuff. And you can find some interesting things. Like they, they can think you can stumble across things. But honestly, to make the that format better, I think the best thing they could possibly do is turn off the uh, the quest marker and just make you find stuff by the radio signal. Because I've done that before. It was fantastically interesting because I had to find a, a sealed bunker under a, a train car, I think it was. Uh, and it was great because it's like, oh, there's sort of a bit of a mystery here, and I've just stumbled across this radio signal. I, I don't know where it is or what's going on. I've not got a quest for this. I just want to find out what's going on, so I'm going to go do that. I think I might have spent about three hours because I couldn't find where it was. <laughs> uh, but that was much more interesting than just following the quest marker across this this landscape that is generally devoid of like stuff that, to do. And I, I appreciate it. you can't you can't stuff every part of the map full of events because it's it's an open world. But I do think they should have done more with it.
1: I guess it's hard considering the what game it is. Like it is a, a fallout game and this the, the top surface is supposed to be a barren wasteland. So it's it's hard to sort of make it Feel like it's uh, you know got so many different locations to it and biomes, but that's understandable. I understand why. See exactly why that you put it there. But it, it's it's one of my one of my cousin's favorite games, and I know he mentioned it on on the show previously. So it's interesting to see that you've actually come out and said that it's one of your worst worst games. Game well, maps, even.
2: Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is I still quite enjoy the game. The game's fine. I just hate the map itself. That's why I quit travel everywhere, so I don't have to grow across it.
1: What do you think is the key improvements of this map? What could you do to it to make it better?
2: Well, as I say, I think, that, I think there are two ways you could do it. The first way you could do it is just stuff it full of things. This should be really unrealistic, but like, who cares? I'm playing a video game I'm about a post-apocalyptic, you know, 1950s retro-futuristic America. I'm not really concerned with realism here. Um, the other thing I think we could do, as I said, was turn off the ability to have a quest marker. Yeah, and just put radio signals everywhere, and just go follow radio signals to find things to do.
1: Maybe find, make make it a little bit easier than because I know you said it took you three hours. Maybe just make it, it a, slightly more you know user friendly.
2: I, I think the way you could do that though is you could have some sort of like I don't know like a pulse or something like some way of going you know you're within this amount of area of a, a radio signal because a lot of that time I was really close to it I just couldn't find it. That that was like on me. It wasn't necessarily a gate. The game's sure. fault.
1: Sure. So it's is, it's is, you know usable in that sense you can you can use the signals to to get yeah. around.
2: Oh you you absolutely can. The problem is that there aren't signals everywhere you want to go.
1: So yeah. Okay. But if they implemented that that would be wicked. Yeah.
2: That would be great. Yeah. Maybe
1: for a future future uh, game then. How about that?
2: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.
1: Okay, right. Gabriel, what is your worst map ever?
0: So definitely in the Realms more of my most disappointing map. Okay. was the second edition of the Call of Duty Warzone map, which is called Verdansk. So for those that don't know, when Call of Duty initially released Warzone as a concept, i.e. their version of Battle Royale, they had a map. And a lot of the locations on this map, quite cleverly, were drawn from original multiplayer maps, notably Scrapyard from Modern Warfare 2, there's more that I'm going to kick myself for not remembering now off the top of my head, but yeah, there's loads, oh, um, array of black ops to, um, as well. So essentially you just get this melting pot of maps, right? And it's really good and I love the aesthetic, etc. But when they rebranded the map, and this came about halfway through the game's life cycle, maybe a little bit further towards the, the current end but they just didn't really do anything like they changed the aesthetic to fit more of a cold war uh aesthetic you know because they obviously changed the time frame but at the same time the functionality of the map just didn't really fundamentally change and i think the possibility for call of duty's battle royale is just endless
1: so it's more of like the sense that it, it's not necessarily a bad map. It's no, that it in could, fact, it, it's it a great be map. Yeah, yeah
0: it's, it's it's it. In fact, you know, I'm. It's it's a great map. It, it serves its function really well. But I think Call of Duty can not only do better. They've been lazy in the way that they've tried to kind of half update it rather than spending time and really going to town making a map that's or even more regular map updates you know if you're going to do something as minute as what they did do it but do it more often little things like that i just felt felt like i was really disappointed by it and that's yeah
1: that's that they released did they release a smaller uh warzone map didn't they as well
0: they did and it is modeled exclusively on alcatraz island
1: that's pretty so cool, isn't it's, it?
0: It's really cool. And yeah. they all, and that was a great little addition. It's a smaller map, etc. I love that map as well. But again, it just felt sort of samey.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair enough. Okay, so I'm going to ask you again, because I, I know I did this game as a game of the week before. Have you guys played Phasmophobia? Billy, uh, Gabriel, I'm, I'm sure you haven't. Billy, have you ever played Phasmophobia? I can't remember whether you said you did or not.
2: No, I, I've seen like videos and streamers
1: play it, but I've I've never played it myself. Okay, no. cool. Right, so this is going to be one that's going to be hard to explain, but uh, it's it's asylum. It's the map called Asylum on Phasmophobia. Now you can imagine what this is. You know, Phasmophobia being a scary game. The asylum is probably one of the largest maps in the game. Right, it's it's based basically a full asylum building, uh, and the problems I have with it, the reasons why I. Dislike it so much is one. It takes forever to find the ghost room. Now, the ghost room being the room that is inhabited by the ghost in the, the playthrough that you go, you go and do, uh, and this can change a bit depending on a multitude of things. Uh, and it's, it's imagine, imagine you're walking through a massive building with a bunch of equipment, checking room by room in order to find one singular room that, you know, buzzes and ghosts are, the ghosts are appearing in. It's just very tedious. Uh, and it's just, in a sense of what the game is, you want to be, you know, going into a house and, you know, roaming around this house and finding a ghost room fairly, fairly simply or fairly easily. Not having to spend all your time in a walking simulator, going around... A map that, quite frankly, is pretty much, you know, the same thing. It's The rooms are all the same. You can imagine long old hallways open up into, you know, a room with a bunch of beds in, and then maybe one of them's got like a classroom in it, or it's just very aggravating and just is something that I'd rather not pick and do. Uh, so that's, that's one big problem. I said, everything's very symmetrical. So the map, you know, you could go anywhere, and it pretty much just looks the same. There's no distinguished points in a map like other phasmophobia maps, and it's just one of those games, that, one of those maps, even that you just never really want to do. And obviously, now you have the option to pick which map you play. No, I, I bet no one ever ever chooses to play Asylum. And the biggest problem I have, which is so stupid, right? The whole the whole idea of phasmophobia is when the ghost attacks, you have to go and hide. Uh, otherwise the ghost will come and find you or it can hear you and it will come to where you are the, the problem with asylum is it's so big that you can literally just run away from the ghost and the ghost will not catch you apart from if it's like a phantom and it has it move, like movement speed you can genuinely be in the same room as a ghost when it starts hunting you but all you've got to do is turn around get into the corridor and just run down to the end of the end of the thing and the ghost stops hunting it's like what is the fun in that? You know, I just think the design of it is just so boring and so uh, unthought out, and that's the yeah, that's the main reasons to why I think it sucks. But luckily, it's not. I'm not stuck with that map, is it, It's definitely not the only map on Phasmophobia, and there's so many much so many better maps out there that you can play. But yeah, I hate Asylum. Uh, honorary shout out to the prison map on there as well. It's pretty much the exact same thing. Too big. Game doesn't really work with it. And that's all I have to say to be honest. Never play <laughs> Asylum.
0: Yeah, so
1: i uh, completely fair enough. It's hard to explain to you guys because you haven't played the game, but you can imagine it's the I, it's relatable.
0: Of the game. I'm relating it to overly large Call of Duty maps that yeah. are the same in other Call of Duty games as well.
2: I imagine this is much worse because if I remember correctly, phasmophobia has a very limited number of players. So it's it's like in Call of Duty, if you're in one of those giant maps, and then you've got like half the half the only half the lobby full. <laughs> so you spend half the game wandering around finding nobody, oh. and going, "I'm bored as all
1: hell." Yeah, you <laughs> genuinely, I I think I have probably spent up to forty-five minutes just walking around this land asylum, and it turns out the the ghost room is literally the first room that I entered, and for some reason the the, the equipment didn't detect it that time. It's like I would just rather be stuck in, you know, a tiny bungalow house, and then have a ghost be in one of ten rooms or something. Mm. It just makes it, you know, it makes the game more fun, uh, and it's you've actually got the objective to hide because you can't just escape down a hallway. So yeah, that's that's my that's my uh my opinion on the worst map. Um, so yeah, that's all interesting. We've had, you know, we've had multiplayer maps. We've had actual full. Game maps, like you said, Skyrim and Fallout and all these sort of big, big hitters. And obviously, my one, my phasmophobia being, you know, a choice of map or a, a stuff like Nuketown is.
2: Uh, obviously, if people want to submit their own maps, we have a lovely uh, email they can send them to, don't we?
1: Yeah, @river.radio. Yeah. So if you if you have any suggestions or or what you think is your favorite map or worst map, let us know. We'll read them out. Uh, in future episodes and 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 give our own opinion if we've played those games because i'm sure there's a bunch that we've we've missed out or just forgotten that were so bad that we've put them out of our minds you've leveled up welcome back to the hitbox my name's tom i'm joined by gabriel and billy and if you've just joined us we finished off our discussion on the best and worst maps, as well as going over our game of the week earlier in the show. Now, we're getting on with the final section of the show, and that's our weekly news roundup. Gabriel, Billy, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you guys need to, you guys need to tell me about what's been happening over the past week gaming. Who wants to start first? Go on, Billy.
2: Yeah. So I've, I've got a, a very fun one actually. This is my first one, which is Skyrim has been crashing. Like, so obviously you all know that the, the new Skyrim came out recently, the anniversary edition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's now the eighteenth version of Skyrim to be released. Yes, really, it, it's released that often. Uh, but apparently, it's been crashing because it's been loading too fast. Uh, now you might be a little confused about that because I was when I read. Yeah, exactly. I, I was when I read the sort of headline of this. Uh, so apparently, if you have certain mods on, uh, what it does, what the mods do is, well, sorry, what the game does, it sort of scans through a list of every entity in the game, and then it tries to load them. But the mods are loading slower than the game itself, because the mods are all built for an older version of Skyrim. So what's happening is, the game is going through this entire list so quickly, it's finding the a- like the NPC or whatever you're trying to load into the game, and then it's trying to load them, but because the mod hasn't loaded, it effectively loads blank nothingness which immediately makes your entire screen go black and you just have like the sound which is it's like how can you crash a game by going too fast that's like,
1: weird really? isn't it is has that, is that ever
2: happened interesting. before interesting I don't know I don't know I would be very surprised if there's not someone's not broken a game like this before because you know we've had them for what 50 years now oh
1: yeah of course
2: oh yeah. that's weird the 1970s were 50 years ago
1: yeah that is weird. Uh, strange stuff. I know
2: yes uh, I do have another bit of news, which is, which is interesting as well, and it's sort of weird. It's about Call of Duty, actually, which is that Call of Duty might be moving to ban people from the franchise. So obviously you can get banned for cheating in Call of Duty, uh, but the latest cheating report says that one of the things they're planning to sort of implement is the option of banning you, not just from the Call of Duty you were cheating on, uh, but if you do it like, seriously and often enough, to ban you from every Call of Duty ever. All Mad. of them, all the past ones, rightly all the so. future ones. Rightly yeah, so, to be so. fair. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with it, but it's like, wow, you're really going to have to like implement this technology across like, everything.
1: I'm sure they can now, though. I'm sure it's just a sort of a, you know, obviously it's going to be either IP-related or, or you know, game attack-related gamer or, or something like this.
0: I think as well it's one of those things where, even if they can't do it, they've got to say they're going to do it just to almost
2: scare
1: them off even more kind oh, of thing. Oh, it's a fear factor, isn't it? Mm. Yeah,
2: 100%. So, yeah, what what they're saying is that the way it's going to work is they're going to add sort of a... Pro- to my understanding, it's like, I could be wrong about this. I'm not the most uh, computer-savvy person in the world. Uh, so my understanding is they're going to put, basically put a program in every one of their games that runs against like a database they keep separately. And if you're... like. On that database you just get immediately banned and i think this is both really interesting so it's not bad because i can absolutely understand going well if you've been cheating this often on one game we might as well just apply that to every game you know but i do think it's interesting because ip addresses and game taxes can all be changed so i think it'll be very interesting to see if they're going to catch any like innocent people out and what they can do about that as well in the future
1: yeah if you move into a hacker's ex house or something like that yeah yeah well you can you can change your
2: ip address without moving oh really yeah, you can you can have it regenerated. Um, ah. It's it's not that difficult either. It's, it's interesting the fact that people don't know about that.
1: Interesting. I, I was thinking that's making me it's making me think. Imagine if you cheated on one game, and you got banned somehow from every single game that's maze and will be made. Imagine that. Mad. Imagine oh, you've she got banned a...
0: from Xbox or, <clears throat> or PlayStation.
1: Imagine, imagine you just get somehow banned from playing all sorts of games yeah. for, for something. Do you reckon that's? Ugh. Do you reckon that's uh, deserved? these hackers? Do you reckon they deserve to be banned from every game that's been made, or and in the future? Do you reckon?
2: Maybe banned from every multiplayer because I, I don't think I think if you want to cheat, do whatever you want on your single player game. I don't care. You're, you're playing it's NPCs. They aren't you know alive. So, do whatever you want with that. Multiplayer games, I mean, I'm still not necessarily okay with you being with like gaming companies having access to the level of information it would require to ban you from all those games. But like, I'm understanding like the reasoning behind it. I don't think it would happen. I think they'd separate out like franchise and stuff. But I do understand that logic better than just all games everywhere, no matter what they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of like uh, in South Korea. Uh, but they have the social security number or is it a social security number or the you know they've got that that number that's linked to their their id and if you get banned you know that id needs to be used to log into every single game that you play or every single multiplayer thing and obviously if you get caught on one game cheating you're gonna have it linked to every other thing that you've logged into with your with your number id
2: China do a similar thing because uh, obviously they they recently implemented their three hour thing on uh, online gaming, uh, but I think they do a similar sort of you have to log in using like Face yeah. ID I think in in China now
1: yeah to wow. make sure you can't get around it yeah. That's insane. scary isn't it so much control
0: that is insane yeah. I can't believe it's fed like the level of technology they're also using to enforce the ban it's just yeah. it's it is just a crazy
1: crazy world right Gabriel. It's time for you, sir.
0: Right. So yeah, do you guys know who Peter Jackson is? The
2: Lord of the Rings director?
1: Correct, oh, correct. That's where it's from. I, I knew I knew I've heard of it somehow. I
0: feel like that was one of those ones where you thought I was saying someone really random, but actually they're quite a big person, and like yeah, maybe yeah. you kind of didn't sort of join the dots as they say but yeah anyway he is selling a division of his visual effects firm called weighted digital for 1.6 billion us dollars to unity the division has worked on films including lord of the rings and avatar lord of the rings obviously you mentioned he directed unity's technology is behind games such as pokemon go call of duty mobile probably two of the most notable ones to say the firm says the deal means that waiters special effects by the way i, I i'm probably I, I hope i'm pronouncing that right waiter but we're gonna go with it yeah. waiters <laughs> that waiter special uh, effects tools. It, yeah. yeah i feel like i'm going i'm going based off beta you know what i mean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> play it safe um waiters special effects tools will be democrat democratized can't even say that word together unity and way to digital can create a pathway for any artist from any industry to be able to leverage these incredibly creative and powerful tools so peter said in a statement
1: okay it's interesting that it's this big you know big time hollywood movie you know it's the the animation company going and being bought by a games company, A games developer.
0: It is a very interesting one. The tides um, are turning. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm just hoping that maybe we can see more... Film-based video games in the future. Obviously, we've talked about the new Avatar game coming out, but will we have a, a fully immersive Lord of the Rings experience inbound? Maybe. Well, I mean, El- Elden Elden
1: Rings coming out. I know it's not fully immersive, but Elden Ring obviously Lord of the Rings related. But
0: yeah, could all tie into this. To be yeah. fair, could all
2: tie into this. Elden Ring is not Lord of the Rings related.
1: Is it not? Is it? What am I? Am I? Am I imagining things? <laughs> you I'm
2: not sure where you're going to Yeah, I'm What's not Elden- sure. You're going to-
1: What's Elden Ring?
2: Uh, Elden Ring is by the people is if mem- memory serves it's from it's by From Software who are like the Dark Souls people but it's got a lot of lore and stuff written by um uh Martin George R R Martin uh, who does who does a song of ice and fire or game of thrones. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought it, I for some reason I thought it was it was related. But that's my bad. I I haven't done too much research on it but um,
2: I absolutely could have missed something and it actually is, but not as far as I'm aware. And I I tried to keep on top of that. I'm a big fan of all the
1: rings. I think I remember my friend mentioning it. So I'm going to, I'm going to blame him for telling me that and then (laughs) not put the blame on myself. Uh, Anonymous friends. Yeah. Not to be named.
0: (laughs) So moving on to another bit of news, we need to talk about the new GTA game that has just been released called the trilogy. The new game is a three-game bundle, including remakes of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andres, and already people have been quick to criticize it. A report by PC Gamer states that it is rife with enough bugs and glitches to make Cyberpunk 2077 flinch. The game, which just released this week and is currently unavailable to purchase after Rockstar removed the purchase links from its website, is filled with graphical glitches. Players are cataloguing these issues and other unintentionally funny problems all over social media and sharing their disbelief, amusement and confusion.
2: I think I saw, I obviously we go, we go through our, our, you know, we go through various sites to find our stories. And I think I saw like three or four links to, to oh yeah, this is just terrible. I think I saw one that was like, yeah, Rockstar didn't take it down deliberately. They did it entirely by accident and they've put it back up since. Oh my gosh. Well, there you
0: go. That's a bit bit more bit more information on the matter, but pretty much the bottom line is from what I'm hearing and seeing on social media and through people is that yeah, it's a bit of a disaster as of right now, which is very surprising considering I I played San Andreas, I played Vice City and they functioned fine as games. Obviously, they were thwarted with graphical glitches that you can attribute to the time period the games were developed in. But other than that, they they functioned fine. But now, even after they've been specially remade and had a bit more time spent on them, etc., they're actually working worse than they did over 10 years ago.
1: (laughs) Does this tie into our discussion on remakes last episode? Uh, And do you reckon it's a bit of the fact that it's like I said, like I said before, a money grab in terms of their mate, You know, they just said like, oh, we'll go and remake these just to serve the uh, long-time fans, and they just haven't really thought it out or put too much uh, importance on the development of of these of of the games. It's like, "Mm, come on, surely, surely these things have been noticed in gameplay testing. You'd hope so, anyway, but i guess they've just you know tried to try to remake them and just sent them out for for whatever reason and they're not they're not ready yet
2: well it's it's worse than that because like modders have already fixed some of these problems like i definitely saw one story it was like yeah modders have already fixed the rain and it's like look if amateurs can do this in like a couple of days a you know two billion dollar whatever it's worth games company should be able to do it in you Know they've had a what 16 years since the last of those oh, games actually yeah. came out,
1: you think yeah. so, right? Sure, yeah.
2: And e-
0: even further than that, they haven't released a current title. GTA 5 has had a long enough lifespan. I mean, we're playing that on 360s when they came out in console terms,
1: so very it, true. Very ages true. That,
2: ago. One, that one's eight years old, I think you're 2013 because it's it just right, yeah. It just post dates Skyrim, which recently had its 10 year anniversary oh,
1: and is really probably not getting crazy, a sequel for another 10 isn't it? years. <laughs> crazy. Very brilliant, right, lads? Thank you so much, as always, for keeping me up to date on the news. And you're that welcome. pretty much wraps everything up for this this week's show. Uh, I'd like to say quickly, I know Billy, you're going to mention this to me uh, <laughs> for everyone at home and us here in the studio. Sit up straight, posture. It's very important when you're gaming. I know we mention it all the time, but it's important. Uh, and, and yeah, thank you for thank you for listening. And um, a few more things. We got our email. I know we've mentioned it previously in the show, hitbox at river.radio. If you've got anything to send in, or if you want to talk to one of us, message us on there, send us an email, and we'll reply and probably put it in the shows in the future.
0: And also, if you want to catch any of our previous shows, please go to the website river.radio forward slash the hitbox, where you can find all of our previous shows.
1: Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Oh, <laughs>